News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. Time for our Executive Chair, where we highlight and focus on a leading edge business that has been established in recent years and find out a bit what makes it tick, where it's going and how it was set up originally. And we normally have one person in this seat, the Executive Chair. There's the clue. We have Executive Chairs, plural. It may not be a first, but I'd say it's pretty unusual, um, our two guests today. Um, I'll talk about their names and titles in a second, but the company is called Autonomy. They are in the world of business process outsourcing. Now, a lot of people won't understand what that means, but essentially is when a company gets particularly vital and critical services and asks a supplier or a vendor, whatever word you want to use, to operate those services on their behalf. So we'll get into all of that and we'll, we'll deal with the, the, the realities of that and how that whole business operates. But that husband and wife team are Aidan O'Shea, who is the founder and CEO of the company, and Hilary O'Shea, who's the co-founder and chief corporate officer of this company that already is approaching 90 people employed both here in Ireland and also in Portugal and employing people in nine counties in Ireland and we'll talk a bit about how that's possible why are we doing in nine counties etc so you're both very welcome to Down to Business Aidan and Hilary the executive chairs plural do you want to move in a bit closer yep. to the microphone Thanks, so we can hear you Thanks both. So one of the reasons we wanted to, to focus on this business was it came around at the time of Covid and we kept on hearing about businesses and even though it was a very negative time for many of us, you know, positive things came out and businesses were set up. But we finally found one because we were kind of saying, is this a myth? But actually, you guys have set up this business and in a very short period of time, as I said, you, you've really ramped it up. You can hear the employee numbers. So I don't know which one to turn to first because you've got a husband and wife team, but I always go to the CEO first, which happens to be you, Aidan, on this occasion. Yep. So tell us about how the company started. You had COVID, all of this going on. You used to work in VoxPro, I know, and we'll talk about that in a yep. second. So where did it all come from? Yeah, so I mean, look, you, you gave the, the, the background to the industry and uh, I spent 20 years in that industry. Um, and like ultimately it's contact centre outsourcing, which is a lot of people in big buildings in the middle of big cities. Um, as you said, I was in Voxpro. I left at the end of 2019, started 2020, was taking some time off. And then in March 2020, COVID hit. And as we all know, the world changed. And you went drat. <laughs> it just had to be my look. Yeah, yeah, it's pre- pre- pretty uh, dramatic change. Um, so we were we were sitting at home like everybody else, observing and uh, observing that the world of work was changing. Um, everybody at that time was forced to work from home and uh, we, in, in my experience, we had tried to do some work from home with some of our customers in the past and uh, it wasn't very popular with customers. They didn't think it would work. They didn't think you could trust people. They didn't think uh, it was secure or safe. And then all of a sudden in the middle of March 2020, it became actually, you can trust people. It is safe. It is secure. They can be productive. So we were kind of observing this and uh, I was looking at my experience in the industry, which I felt was challenged because, you know, it's very hard to get people, very hard to keep people, a lot of competition, as I said, because everyone's in the cities, you you know, everywhere there's a Google, there's a Facebook, there's a TikTok and, uh, you know, the, you're competing for talent. Um, and I felt a, a remote option would, um, would would alleviate a lot of those challenges because it, it enables you to hire from a wider talent pool. So. We were kind of again observing and we decided over a period of a few months that this was something so to go back into the industry that I was in and that I knew well, but to try and do it in a different way. Okay, now the next question I'm not going to ask you, I'm going to ask your wife, (laughs) Um, husband and wife teams, uh, the Kylie's who you mentioned in Fox Pro. So I don't know what it is about this industry and husband and wife teams, but you're you're the next one up uh, on our list. 
Um, in terms of Hillary, that whole idea of people who have a relationship already doing something in business, people are nervous, there's certain tensions, there's issues, or there can be. Equally, some people will sell it positively and say, if you got on as a relationship, you mightn't be too bad as a business partnership. Mm-hmm. What's your own thought on just when this happened during COVID and Aidan was having these ideas and he came to you and vice versa? What was your initial reaction to the idea of working together? Yeah, I, you know, I think... Um Really, if COVID hadn't happened, there is probably no way that Aidan and I would have actually been working together. That's a um, terrible thing to say. No, it's I'm <laughs> only for very COVID. Honest. I wouldn't work with you. Exactly. I'm glad you so, said it and not me. <laughs> so we we found ourselves at home talking about this opportunity, and I suppose really, you know, if if we're honest, there was probably there was probably nobody else to discuss it with. But we we developed this idea, and we both felt really really passionately about it. Aidan had the twenty years in outsourcing, but if you look at our skills, commercial law is my background, so our skills are complementary. Um, and I suppose we wanted to set up a business, a tech p- business that people are proud t- to work work in. And we kind of had, you know, three pillars. We, we had this remote, the idea of a purpose built remote BPO, which would be actually, which would allow, I suppose, people to choose where they lived and work. We felt we could kind of offer a faster service for our clients because we had greater flexibility. I think the larger BPOs service larger companies well, but there was probably nobody out there servicing you know, scale up companies. Um, yeah, so so we went with the idea and uh, we're not your typical entrepreneurs, but we're here and it's working. Now, Hilary, this is a competitive area. We, you know, obviously we've mentioned VoxPro, there's SWS, a company I'm familiar with, and there's, there's uh, Abtron, is it? Abtron? Yep, they're a Cork-based. Abtron and yeah. Cork. So there's a lot of people in this area. Were, were you finding or looking for a gap or was something new you were offering or what, what were you thinking we can do differently to the existing providers in this uh, industry? Well, I suppose, look, it's a $250 billion global industry. Um, you know, the work is of critical importance, but our differentiator is how we work. It's the remote option. You know, there are not other BPOs out there doing this remotely. Uh, we're providing, you know, jobs around Ireland, also in Portugal, and we're servicing, you know, the global market. Um, so that's yeah, our... I, th- I think be, being remote allows you to be very flexible, remote first. You're, you're not like weighed down by, you know, assets like buildings and facilities and that you have to invest in and maintain. You can you can invest in your employee experience. And I think remote is one thing, but actually doing it well, it, it requires you to be committed to an employee experience and trusting people, but investing in that as well. So, And, and also you were telling me before we, we came on air with the item that the whole property thing, the house price surge, inflation generally has has actually kind of influenced how this has evolved because you can offer somebody a different, they don't have to live in Dublin where it's going to be super pricey. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose for our customers, it gives, we have access to a wider talent pool. I mean, it's it's hard to find good people at the moment. We're not finding that because because we're going, you know, hiring from a wider talent pool. We're, you know, we're anywhere in Ireland or, or Portugal or where, wherever the right talent is, you know. So, um, and, and people who don't have to, you know, find accommodation in the city centre at city centre rates, you know, where transport isn't great. It impacts a lot on your life and, it, and there's a cost to that as well. So uh, for people who, who know what working from home means and who want it, it's very, very valuable. So they can be pretty much anywhere, some a tiny village somewhere down a boreen, as long as yeah. they have good Wi-Fi connectivity. Well, Wi-Fi obviously is is a key thing, but, uh, but also we, we insist that they do have a space that they can work in. It's like, 
we say the professionalization of the home office it's it's not just Wi-Fi you do need to have the a good space yeah, yeah. and we help people with that and we contribute towards that but you have to make sure that they're it is work it's mm. just it's just work in a different location mm. yeah you, you you effectively don't have an office you you guys yourselves I mean which is because we normally do a profile of each company we talk to and I see underneath office just says we are officeless exclamation mark that's it so yeah we have our registers offices uh, but we are we are all working from home and that's really important Aidan and I are not in and our management team are not in an office and everybody else is is at home and I think I suppose the attraction of a you know remote job it's we're busy parents so it actually works for us but it's not only for people with families it, there's a lot of people who, who find that living in a city might be the loneliest place to actually live so we have a varied you know range of employees um, some people want to return to their own communities some people want to you know support elderly parents uh, so this is, it's working for a lot of people. Now talk to me a little bit about, you mentioned you've got a, a Portugal um, operation already up and running in a, yeah. a different part of the European Union. I don't think the labour market is quite as tight there, but I don't know, you're the experts. So tell me a little bit about the, the logic of that expansion for yourselves. Yeah, within our first year we set up in Portugal and I suppose, look, culturally we're very aligned, the Portuguese people and the Irish people. Um, we're also finding that we're just getting excellent team members. You know, there's, they have excellent languages um, technical support skills and um, the education system is brilliant in Portugal um, and there's great alignment between the, the yeah. Irish company and, and, think, and Portugal. I think as well like, so we, we help companies who are scaling internationally or moving into new markets so again different language uh, you know skills different technical skills so you know Ireland is, is great and you get really good quality but it's competitive you know we're, we're close to full employment here as well so, so we're hiring in, in both locations and does it help to be part of that EU labour market generally, you know, that you, you can draw people in from all sorts of other places? Because Ireland is absolutely at capacity. Yeah. We're pretty much at full employment, as you say. So does it does it help you? You can bring people in from France Absol- or well, wherever. Absolutely. And again, I suppose, you know, working remotely gives you that benefit. Now, not every country has the same... Uh, work um, legislation or, and there are tax challenges yeah, even, it's, even it's if you're complex. in the EU or not you know mm. and that's where I suppose Hillary's background and skills come in <laughs> but but yes it is a massive advantage because I know. don't know if you saw in yesterday's um, media that LinkedIn have slightly scaled down their um, property expansion because yeah. they have so many people working from home they just don't have the need for the office in Wilton Place not far from here so, so even a company on their scale is just having to adjust their plans. Yeah, yeah we're only at the start of this. Like it's really, you know, uh, it'll be a discovery process, you know, how the, the, the future of work actually unfolds. I suppose we have first mover advantage here because two and a half years ago, we decided that we were going to be remote first. Um, and we have deconstructed kind of all our, you know, traditional business thinking, you know, and processes around the office. And we have developed from the ground up. But hybrid is going to be difficult. A lot of, you know, customers are coming to us because they can't actually hire talent. And that's why they're outsourcing to us. Yeah, it, it just it's it, it's so tight. I don't think people realise. You see every single window, even walking into the studio today, help wanted, staff yeah. wanted. As I just walked through the, the, the centre of Dublin, it's extraordinary when you see it so visibly. Now, in terms of ambitions for the business, uh, before we let you go, um, we don't want to pin you to this. We're not going to play this back in five years' time. But obviously you've mentioned the likes of the Vox Pros. People have done well. They've been very successful in this industry. I know you've had a little bit of funding come in as well to the business, which is great to see. But how big can this get or what are your ambitions Make sure you're in coordination here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I'll go first. Um, 
Yeah, look, we we obviously want to want to grow the business, and I think you know um, one of the benefits of working in a in a company like Voxborough, which was an incredible growth story, is you you can kind of see how it can be done, and and that kind of helps you, I suppose, envision how it can be done and how it can be achieved. Um, but I think like it's really important for us to to get it right, and to like we put huge effort into building the right culture, building an organisation that people want to join and want to be a part of and want okay. to stay in. Well, that, that's and, and then that that reflects in the service your customers get, sure. and then then you will be successful. You know, very nicely handled. <laughs> um, we wish you the best. It's a great uh, relationship to have, both business and personal. And if you can and see that coming to a fruitful um, end, it's a very good way to do a business. So thank you very much, Aidan O'Shea, who is the founder and CEO of the company Autonomy, and also have Hilary O'Shea, who's the co-founder and chief corporate officer. Good luck with it and thank you for coming in. News Talks Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.